Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today I wanted to talk about something that maybe is not something that you've dealt with, but I feel like is more common than gets talked about. And that is when kids hit themselves when they are upset. And so I wanted to dive into that more today because there are lots of things going on here. And I think our automatic reaction is like, oh no, this is really bad and my child needs help. And yes, your child might need help, but there are a few things to think about and go through first before we just jump to this, like my child has a serious problem thing. And so first of all, when a child either so often younger kids will like bang their head on something a wall the floor oftentimes it's their bed and parents get freaked out about it which is understandable but for the most part it is a typical milestone like most kids will do that at some point not every child but if your child has done it it's fine The issue is if it continues or if your child doesn't seem to recognize that it hurts. So for example, my youngest Tuxton, when he was maybe like one and a half, um, I don't remember exactly, but probably somewhere around there, when he would get upset, he wanted to hit his head on the floor. And after doing that, I mean, obviously if I was close, we would try to stop it, but there were times that we just weren't right there and couldn't stop it and he did it and he eventually realized like this hurts and so then in future instances when he would be upset and want to hit his head on the floor it was like this was his response to show us that he was upset but he would like put his hands on the floor and really slowly lower his head to like touch his head to the ground and so if your child just does it a few times often it just goes away on its own Or kids will adapt and recognize, like, this hurts, it's not really fun anymore, and um, I'm going to move on. If your child does not move on, or if your child doesn't seem to recognize that it hurts, then there's some work to be done here. It doesn't mean, again, that there's anything seriously wrong. It just means that we need to address some things first. So when a child is hitting, just in general, themselves or other people, hitting comes from two different things. It could be stored up fear. So especially if you have an older child, there could be things underlying that are creating this sense of fear or have been fear has been stored up. Now, um, I was actually just giving a MOPS, a presentation in a MOPS group the other day and just sharing about, you know, our triggers as moms, but also recognizing that when I talk about fear stored up or trauma that gets stored in the body, when I say trauma, that doesn't necessarily mean these big instances, you know, like a child abuse situation or something like that. It doesn't have to be this really intense 
action that somebody else looking into your life would look and say, yes, that is traumatic. It is all about how our body is perceiving it. So trauma can be stored up for all sorts of things. Um, So your child might have this big fear around something, whether you know it or not, or it could be something, maybe some separation anxiety that resulted in this big fear that has never been fully processed. So that could be one of the ways. And also hitting is just a natural human response when we're angry. You know, think about yourself. Have you ever been so angry that you wanted to hit something? I mean, how many men do you know in your life that have punched a wall? Because I know a couple. (laughs) Um, So it's just also part of our natural response when we are angry. So when you see your child hitting themselves, don't directly assume that there is something wrong with them. We just need to assess what's going on and then do we need further help from there. So it could be fear stored up. It could be the human response. It could also be the sensory system. It is the proprioceptive input sensory system. So we have five senses that you probably recognize, but two bonus sensory systems, proprioception and vestibular. Vestibular is kind of like the balance, movement. Proprioceptive helps with body awareness and lots of like grading. So like if you think of picking up a box, our proprioceptive sense will tell us this box looks heavy, exert more energy or effort. And then have you ever done this? You thought it was going to be really heavy and it was really light, (laughs) like flung in the air kind of. So this sensory system is really important. Um, We get this sort of input from all the like intense, more intense play, climbing and jumping, crashing. So the thing is your child's sensory system could be dysregulated. Now, what I have come to realize in practice, in learning both the occupational therapy, sensory processing things, as well as the connected parenting strategies, is that if your child is disconnected, you will probably see more of these behaviors, whether your child has a sensory system dysregulation or not. And so what I would really encourage you to do first is to build connection. Make sure your child has some time to connect with you, whether that's through play or special time. And then also make sure that you are providing opportunity to listen to their big feelings when they come up so that they can offload them. Then you can really see what is, you know, what was related to a child just really disconnected, really dysregulated and unable to think and what is actually due to the sensory system. Because I have worked with families where A child has engaged with that behavior. They got connected and really implemented the four connection strategies that I teach. And everything was fine. The sensory systems were regulated. They just couldn't do what they needed to do because the child was disconnected. So if you're not really sure, our bodies, we are all sensory beings, every single one of us. And our brain, our sensory systems are designed to regulate our body. So if we are, you know, on the high end, really excited, um, angry or frustrated, our body is going to attempt to do what it needs to get back to the just right, calm, happy, focused state. If we're really tired or bored, same thing. Our body's going to try to elevate our regulation to get back to that optimal state. Now to do that, it will seek out sensory based activities to do that. And these are things that our brain automatically does that we don't even think about. 
So if you have ever been, I like this example because I think most everyone has probably experienced it, but if you've ever been driving in a car late at night in the dark and you are so tired, you cannot keep your eyes open, obviously we need to, um, have you, like, what do you normally do? I personally would roll down the windows or turn up the air. That is a touch input to your body. You might turn up the radio. That's an auditory input to your body. So we're doing these things naturally. We're not thinking like, oh, I need a sensory activity. You know, maybe you'll eat or drink something. That's an oral activity. So our body naturally knows we need some sort of sensory input to increase our regulation so we can stay awake and stay focused on the road. So it's the same thing for our kids. They are recognizing their body's dysregulated. It needs something to calm down and they are doing something that's providing their body input. Now, obviously we don't want them to continue to hit themselves to calm down, but I think it gives you a good picture into what their body is actually needing to calm down. And that is if they're hitting themselves, they're needing that deep proprioceptive input. So I really like to encourage parents that if your child, while yes, we don't want our kids to be hitting themselves, but if your child's brain is in the state where they are dysregulated, they're recognizing they need something and they're seeking it out, that's good. It's showing us that the sensory systems are trying to do what they're designed to do. However, we need to help them assess and see and recognize the strategies that are actually going to be benefiting their body and also to the intensity that they need. So if your child is frequently hitting themselves or I have another child who will bang their head on the wall, like not just the wall, but like corners. Okay. If your child is doing something like that, recognize if they are not in pain, sure, there's probably a little bit of adrenaline going on, but if they are not in pain from them, from that act, recognize how much input they're getting and they are not registering it as painful. So I think that gives you a good look into how much intensity, how much input they need to that sensory system to actually feel it the same way we do and to regulate that sensory system. So if you can provide opportunities more consistently, maybe more frequently or more intensely, you know, like maybe you're already doing some activities throughout the day but it's not, your child clearly needs more intensity with it. So for example, instead of just doing like, you know, your normal walking from room to room, maybe your child could do wheelbarrow walking or frog jumping or crab walking. So I just really like to think of it as anything that's more work for your child. Anything that's more work generally provides more input to the muscles and the joints, which is exactly what your child is seeking out when they are doing some hitting, like when they're hitting themselves. So again, before you jump to all the calming strategies and all of that stuff, I want you to connect first because um, I'll give you this example. One of the family, um, one of the kids that I was working with, he was also a hitter. Um, I don't know if he really hit himself specifically, but I think this is a good picture into when we are connected, our sensory systems might actually become more regulated than what it might look like from the outside. So I think he was at the dentist or the doctor or something, and we had been working on all of these connection strategies in our coaching sessions, implementing them consistently. Parents were doing a great job of really working on it, and it had been improving. So he had gone to the dentist or the doctor, I can't remember which, and this is normally a stressful time for him. Well, after his part finished, because I think you know, they had more than one appointment or something. He said, 
can we go out in the parking lot and run? And his mom told me this, but I don't think, I mean, just didn't rec- like, I wouldn't expect other people to recognize this. You, if you don't have an OT brain, you're not going to necessarily be thinking this, but I was like, you know what? That is amazing because he was recognizing he was feeling stressed. His body sensory systems recognized they need to regulate. He sought out an appropriate activity and did it and got his body back to optimal regulation. And so really, really key here is connect first. Make sure your child has the opportunity to release any big feelings because it's likely if your child is past that like one and a half to like two and a half age where they usually go through some of the head banging, probably closer to the one and a half, and they are still doing it, you know, that is probably more sensory stuff involved. If your child is a little bit older and you haven't noticed other things, because if your child's sensory systems are dysregulated, you will probably likely notice a lot of other things. And if you're unsure, feel free to send me a message and I'd be happy to chat through some of that stuff with you. But if that is the main behavior that you're noticing, maybe your child tends to be more anxious or more sensitive or um, just takes things on at a deeper level than either your other kids or maybe other kids you know, then I would really spend time making sure that you are giving opportunity for your child to process through big feelings and then see what happens. If that doesn't take it away, I would recommend... You know, you might need to go see an occupational therapist. Um, I'd be happy to chat with you and create some sort of sensory diet, making sure you're getting in some deep proprioceptive input. And so to get started, you could just, one of two things, go to Google and type in proprioceptive input activities. The great thing about these activities are they're very calming for the body. So a lot of times kids are seeking out this input. Um, We tend to all have preferences, but this tends to be a big one because it is very calming to the body. The other thing is, is to look at what, like, what does your child really like to do? Whenever I ask parents or like start kind of talking about how to incorporate some of these activities, they're like, oh yeah, he really likes doing that. (laughs) Like, yes, you see, like their bodies are knowing what to do. They are just too disconnected right now to actually think of that activity and engage in it. Or maybe we need to expose it more. Maybe it's not happening as often or or whatever maybe there's stressful things going on maybe there's stuff going on at home maybe stuff at school maybe transitions all of that stuff can throw things off a little bit and so just really taking time to think like what does my child really love to play does it is it biking kicking you know like not not other people but like kicking a ball soccer that sort of thing you know just think about does that activity require extra effort from their muscles because then it's probably something that maybe you can expose them to more or encourage them to do more. Um, for kids that are a little bit older, I love weightlifting, obviously lightweights, but I think as especially boys get older, they think that's cool. Often if, if you have weights already, maybe your husband lifts weights or <laughs> used to or something, it can just be a really great way to get some of that deep input and build in you know something that they can do for life you know um so anyways if you have any specific questions about how to incorporate some sort of sensory diet or what that might look like for you or is this a bigger problem than i think it is you know how do we implement connection strategies how do i know i would be happy to chat with you um we can schedule just a free call where you tell me what's going on all the things that you're struggling with or if it's this 
in particular, all the details surrounding it, and then I will give you direction on where to go next. And then if you would like me to continue to help you, we can always move into coaching. If you want to just start with that and see how it goes, you have the opportunity to. There's no like commitment necessary or anything. It's just really to gather information and give you a place to start. And if that's something that you are like, I don't know if he really needs help. I'm not really sure. This would be a great opportunity for you because there's no string attached. You just get some information. You get to try it out and see what happens. And then again, if you are already like, I know we need some help here. If you were like me, I was taking in all of the free information that I could and implementing it, but it just wasn't quite hitting the mark. And often we just need a little bit more help customizing it. So if that's you, I would love to talk to you as well. And we can, again, jump on a free call, hear what you're going on or what's going on, and then I will create a plan specifically for you, and then we will review that, and then you can see if you want to proceed. So lots of great options, Um, and just scroll back through, listen to other podcast episodes, and feel free to message me. I love connecting with anyone. Um, I love just being able to talk with moms. I mean, I'm obviously a professional, but I've also been through it. You know, my child was very aggressive when I started daycare. And so I not only have the, here's what you do side, but I also understand where you're coming from. And I know how challenging and overwhelming it can be. So, um, you know, you can feel comfortable sharing that because chances are (laughs) I felt thought or said the same, same exact things that you are also feeling and thinking and going through right now. So, With that being said, I will hope to chat with you soon and talk with you next week. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.